kicking off season four with a bang. We have shared stories, testimonies, and news of gospel artists, musicians, songwriters, promoters, and announcers. We would like to continue the mission of sharing great news through gospel music and its gold. There will be more shows giving tribute and accolades to pioneers and those who have left legacies of ministry through song. I hope you, the listening audience, enjoy the conversations of my guests and show your support by purchasing their music and or reaching out to them, letting them know they are appreciated. Love is not just a word, but an action. So let's all take part in sharing love to those who are in the ministry of music, spreading the gospel in song. We hope to continue bringing exciting shows and growing our knowledge in gospel music and its gold to the music genre as a whole. Welcome to Let's Talk Gospel Music Gold. With me today, oh my goodness, I'm excited. Ellen Hayes is back with me again with something new. She's a flat-footed singer that can belt out notes that shake the soul. Ellen has been inspiring believers for decades. The gifted alto epitomizes church with her mastery of traditional gospel music and contemporary gospel music. The multi-talented organist, pianist, vocalist, songwriter, choir director, and four-time Rhythm of Gospel nominee is getting ready to shake the world up again with a new song with her mass choir, Another Chance, that is going to be released January, that's this month, 2024. Yay! Yay. <laughs> what a way <laughs> to kick off the year. Welcome to Let's Talk Gospel Music Gold. Hey, Ellen, how are you? Hello, how I am doing wonderful. How are you and Sonia? Oh, doing just good. I am excited. I, you know, I probably am excited for you because I am just, when we last talked, you said you were going to, going to go into the studio and you've now gone into the studio and gotten that project out. Tell the audience what inspired you to write that song. What inspired me to write that song? Uh, you know, well, well, of course, I'm at church pretty much every Sunday, in case anybody didn't know that. I am the <laughs> choir director. <laughs> so I'm I'm kind of like over all the choirs at the church. Um, um, but it, it was the, a particular minister, maybe about three years ago, and he preached a message. Uh, and, and in his sermon, he spoke about how he, uh, you know, had kind of lost his way. Mm. It was a very, very touching message. And uh, he found his way back to Christ, you know, because I, I had noticed, you know, he hadn't been to service in a while and, um, you know, different ones had seen him around, you know, but he, when he came back, he spoke about that and how God, you know, renewed his mind and brought him back to the fold and back to his ministry on his job. Uh, now he did deal, he has dealt, had dealt with some illnesses and different things going on in his life. So I guess he, you know, had gotten a little discouraged, but anyway, um, you know, he was renewed. And when, when he came back, you know, he was, that wasn't the only thing that he preached about. It was many other things, but it was just that portion of his testimony during the message that really reached me. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I just, it, you know how sometimes your mind will just reflect. And I was just thinking, you know, another chance all while he was preaching that that's what stayed in my mind. Mm -hmm. And of course, at that point in time, I didn't have lyrics, but by the time I got home, I just, um, I'm an old fashioned girl. I like pen and paper. <laughs> I do not put anything on a computer until I start with pen and paper first. Okay. So I will write and I will ball up and throw it out and grab another piece and write. And sometimes I'll just save it all in a folder and I'll go back and refer here and there. And um, the Lord just brought lyrics to me and, uh, 
you know, and, and before I knew it, I had a melody that I wanted to use with it and mm. it just started coming together. That is fantastic. In the sense of you take a little snippet of a message and you get that and it gets down in, as some people say, your Shondo. Is that, is that the correct term? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you want to say. It <laughs> gets down in your heart and it really uh, festers and grows and I mean, festering in a good way, not in a bad way, but yes, it, it right, then right. enlightens you. I, that that may be a better term. It enlightens you. And then it sparks that because someone out there, we know this for sure. I know I'll, I'll speak for myself. Sometimes I have gotten discouraged and decided that, mm, is this really worth it? But I think that when we have a message and if it resonates with you, we know that it's going to resonate with someone else maybe not through the word that they were speaking at the time, but through music, mm -hmm. because we know that music actually just penetrates you with, yes. um, with when you think about the melody and you flow with it and you think, oh, man, really, I can have another chance. So instead of doing a solo project, you decided to bring the choir in with that. So how was that part of... Uh, when you presented it to them, how did the choir at, feel about the song? Well, you know what? At first, it was a solo project, mm. to be honest, because I, I was thinking about doing a solo project because, you know, in my mind, I was saying, oh, so many people, you know, I, I don't even know if they're going to like the song. I'm going to just do it on my own, put it out, you know, but I, I decided even once I, because I actually went in the studio. And mm. actually recorded it, me and my my daughters. We actually laid some tracks down and we laid tracks down for the band because they, you know, uh, we don't always record all together. So in order for the band to learn how the song goes, they like to hear something. Mm. So what we did was laid vocal tracks down so that they would know where they were going, you know, uh, when they start, you know, learning this song. Uh -huh. And when I when I finished with it and it it, it sounded really nice to me. So one day in rehearsal, I decided I was I wanted to let the choir hear it. And so I played it through the system at the church. And they were like quiet as a mouse. And I'm saying, <laughs> okay, what kind of reaction is this? You know, saying, do they like it? Do they not like it? What is happening? And then I happened to look around and I saw some with with uh, Kleenex and they were wiping their eyes mm. and, and they were just really moved by the song. They, I mean, and, and when it was over, they just clapped. They said they loved it. Mm -hmm. And I said, wow. I said, well, that is really good to know. I said, because I think I want y'all to record this, you know? So then everybody was excited about, you know, trying to get on board with that. Well, that is so, nice. It's, it's nice to know that people, understand where you're coming from and the message that you were trying to relay. And when you get a reaction like that, because I'm sure you were probably like, hmm, this is a strange reaction. And then afterwards <laughs> is when they let you know, as opposed to sitting there saying, eh, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> right. But and you know what? I think it's probably because of the verses are wordy. Mm. And I think maybe they were really trying to listen and concentrate on those words and what was being said in the song. You know, I understand. I didn't understand it at that time, but I understood it, you know, because the words kind of draw you in and you're saying, what is it saying? What is it saying? So uh, I kind of think that might have been part of the reaction. They were really listening, but uh, it resonated with them, mm -hmm. you know, and, and so when I asked to record, I did not have a problem Okay, with the, you know, with them. I mean, of course it was a process trying to get it done and getting everybody in order, but, mm -hmm. uh, but, it, but it was a wonderful experience. Now, did you record it in the church or did you go into a studio, take everybody into a studio? Actually, I recorded it in the church. Oh, okay. Yeah, I did. Not, not necessarily live with a band. Because what I did is I had the band to um, to complete the music, uh, the most of it, enough so that they could feel it and feel what they were doing. 
And so everybody agreed to purchase their headphones and and we had they had headphones on and the producer came out with his computer and his pro tools and he hooked the mics up and 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 everybody just started singing so to the outward person that was sitting in the church it sounded like they were singing a cappella okay but the mu- the music was in their headphones mm-hmm. so it, because it was so many of them cuz i think in the studio i think it probably would have the studio that i deal with it probably would have been enough room for maybe eight to 10 people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even though I have a choir of active members, that's probably anywhere between 60 and 65. Wow. But only about 25 to 30 of them actually recorded because some of the others, you know, they either had to work, they couldn't make rehearsals or, you know, whatever the reason was, but, you know, we were able to group it down to about maybe anywhere between 25, 27 people, something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, but it, but it was beautiful and, and they enjoyed it and we recorded it all different type of ways and yeah, they had fun and, then and I did it. too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then we went to the studio and mixed it and then it was other little parts that once I heard it and I kept, you know, cause I always try to live with the song. We mm-hmm. talked about that last yeah. time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have I have to live with it for a little while so I can see, you know, is this what I want? Do I want it? And that song went through so many different changes. Mm. It went through a lot of different changes before I actually got what I really wanted. Okay. Yeah. So now when you played it back to the choir after the recording, after the mixes had gotten done and with full instrumentation and played it for them. What was their reaction when they heard that? It was, oh, oh my God. (laughs) Yes, it it was a very good reaction. Yeah, they were so excited. So excited. Well, that's good because people have to get excited about the stuff that they do. And with the first time you hear yourself recorded, because I know somebody picked their own voice out. Oh, that was me. Oh, that was me. You know, and you you listen to it and you're like, that was me? <laughs> so you, you go well, through the different phases. Thankfully, nobody was ever able to say that was me. Or, I mean, you know, as far as picking their voices out singly. But mm-hmm. they they did collectively say, that's us, <laughs> you know, because, because, <laughs> you know, sometimes, sometimes when you have like when people sing and you can hear something back and somebody might be like a little louder than somebody else. And then they'll say, oh, I know that was so-and-so I hear her, I hear her up front, you know, stuff like that. But I mean, I, I kind of like, I like browbeat them down and whipped them. I said, no, we gonna blend this. I don't want nobody's voice sticking out up above the other one. So, but it worked out. We had some tough rehearsals. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> they probably they wanted told, to go home and they were like, what the world? <laughs> they did. My my children always accuse me of turning into another person when I get in recording mode. <laughs> I said, yeah, well, they said one of these days, my mama write a tell-all book. I said, well, you just know I got some secrets too. I know some things about you. <laughs> yeah, but it was fun. It was a, it was a beautiful experience. But uh, once they heard themselves and heard the project, they probably said, okay, that's why she was so picky about this. And that's why she wanted to make sure that we did this and we were, we understood this. And that helps because some people, everybody does not get an opportunity to record. We know that. Mm-hmm. But when you get an opportunity to um, go through the process prior to, and then you hear the end product, you're like, oh, that's what all the fussing was about. <laughs> that's what all mm-hmm. I'm driving home oh I'm so mad I don't know what I can do <laughs> but then I, I'll be back at rehearsal the next day and I'm gonna try to do this right <laughs> and you know what that is exactly what happened you are so right that is exactly what happened because um everybody didn't want to be interviewed and you know they just they said we just want to sing we want to support we ain't trying to get all in the pictures and and do all this different stuff we just want to sing so but a few of them agreed to interview and during the interviews that they had that 
was one of the things that they said. They said she's so particular. And, and I'm saying, why can't it be sung this way? And she said, and they said, but then when I heard the end result, I said, okay, all right. She was right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and see, that's what people, yeah. uh, people have to understand too, is even as a solo uh, vocalist, you have someone that you're reporting to per se, when you're listening to your music and somebody's sitting in the studio and they're like, mm -hmm. can you sing it like this? Can you sing it like that? In the back of your head, you're like, why do they want me to change this? Why do they want me to do this this way? Mm -hmm. But then mm -hmm. when you hear the end results, you're like, that's what they heard that I didn't hear. Right. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and you know what? And it's always, it's, I, I always, you, of course I have to weigh it because, you know, sometimes people have biases and different things, but I weigh it, but I always accept any form of feedback, criticism, whether it's good or bad, you know, because sometimes if the criticism come through and it's bad, you know, I'm, I, I might fester on it a little bit and, uh, you know, I'll probably take go back and take a look at it or take a listen to it and say, hmm, I didn't hear that. Let me see, you know, and then sometimes I may find, you know, what they, you know, what their issue was with it. And uh, if it warrants a change, then I'll change it, mm -hmm. um, you know, but I try not to be, it, it's a thin line to me with that. Because sometimes you have, you can get opinions of so many people and it'd be so critical. And sometimes it'll be like, God had it the way he wanted it to be in the first place. Mm -hmm. And then you didn't let all of these people go along and change what God has originally given you. So it's kind of like a thin line of accepting the criticism to actually make the song better. Or are you accepting criticism to totally change what God gave you? Mm -hmm. You know, oh, wow. so. that is something too, because you, we have so many critics in our lives for mm -hmm. just about everything. And I work with an organization where we do evaluations of people mm -hmm. speaking. And I always tell people, I say, you know, everybody's going to give you a different opinion because of what they heard or what they saw or what they thought. But the thing is where I get it is if I hear it more than once from more than one person at a different time, then i that's when I take pause and say, maybe that's something I need to pay attention to. Maybe right. that's something, you know, because you, you can't let them change who you are. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Don't let them change who you are or what you're doing. Uh, because like you said, you get the inspiration from God, you get the inspiration and how uh, God tells you how he wants it. And then there's uh, the outside comments that come in that could be beneficial to help it bring it to the next level. And that is something that people, singers, uh, should really pay attention to when you hear it from multiple people right. about the same thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, that's exactly right. Yeah, I'll tell you. I, funny, I agree. <laughs> I'll tell you a funny story about um, my husband and I ran a not-for-profit uh, theater company for a while, mm -hmm. and we were doing a musical. And on, we strictly said, because I was uh, the musical director, strictly said, come in, know a gospel song, and you're going to sing this gospel song. Just one verse, you know, just, just sing a, a gospel song. If you need accompaniment, we'll do that. If not, we'll let you sing an acapella. And this young man came in and he said, well, I sang with R. Kelly. Oh, I believe I can fly and blah, blah, blah. I said, okay, I don't need that whole resume. I really don't. I want to hear what you sound like. So after he got, and I, I guess he thought he was impressing people by that, but here's the thing. You're singing with a whole group of people. I know this. You, you sing it with a whole group of people and in the studio, they make adjustments. Mm -hmm. So I said, would you like to sing acapella? Would you like musical accompaniment? Oh, I can do this acapella. Okay. When that brother hit the first note, I said, do you know what key you're singing in? Is that Z flat? <laughs> <laughs> so I let him finish. I, I didn't say it out loud. I let him finish. And the people who were not part of the musical staff 
that were in there during the audition, because not only did they have to audition to sing, they also had to audition for a part. So they had to also read a side. So after they, he sat there and he sang, and we asked him to go sit out in the foyer because at that time we were casting people. And we said, well, you can go. We, we let him go and let some other people go. So he called back and he called and asked my husband what was, you know, when would he start, blah, blah, blah. And I got on the phone and I said, well, we decided not to select you uh, because you didn't read this. You know, I'll let him talk to you about the sides. But as musically, it's not there because I was doing for a small ensemble. Mm-hmm. Now, if I was doing for a big choir, we can let anybody sing but you have a small ensemble and they're all going to be mic'd. It's not going to work. So he got very angry with me, slammed the phone down. And actually my husband saw him uh, like a couple of weeks later on the train and he, you know, kind of landed and going at it. And my husband said, well, did you learn anything from that? And he said, well, you know, now that I think about it, I did play the tape back because he recorded himself. He said, I did play the, play the tape back and I didn't do what I should have done. And he, you know, he apologized to him. My husband said, you need to call her and apologize to her because you don't want to yelled and hung up the phone on her. <laughs> <laughs> I have had that experience before. And I have. I don't understand why. Um, I know you get your feelings hurt. People get their feelings on the line. But if someone who is musically inclined and has told you their resume and they make the statement, maybe you should really listen to that and try to improve as opposed to getting angry and hostile. Right. (laughs) Right. And maybe say, can I come to you for lessons? Right. Even if I don't come to you for lessons, what can I do to improve so that the Mm. next time I try out, you know, Mm. you know, I won't have to get turned down. What can I do? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, let me ask you this. Do you do individual vocal lessons or vocal trainings? I do not. What? (laughs) No, I do not. I do not. I am not. Um a vocal trainer. Mm. I do more teaching of parts. Now I, I do have, uh, I, now my sister, when my sister was over the choir years ago before I was, now she was the vocal trainer. So a lot of the choir members, not, not many of the ones that are there now, but some of them came up under her and uh, they, and so did I. And so we learned, mm-hmm. you know, things. So um, what I try to do is I can tell you um, if you're singing wrong. I don't, I don't necessarily take the time to vocal train you, but I will refer you to a vocal trainer if I feel like that you need one. Oh, okay. I'll ref- you know, I'll refer you to somebody if I felt if, if I feel like that you need one, because right now at this point, I work with six choirs. Wow. And oh, yeah, that's right. I, I remember you telling me that I don't really have time to, to vocal train because I do. I still do my child care during the day and uh, I'm still a wife <laughs> and I still have family, you know, so I just I, I don't really have the time. So. Um, and it's, a, it, it, there are some that, you know, that's in the choir that say, you know, well, I need to do this. I need to do that. Um, uh, but my, I have a daughter, my daughter, the one that actually leads another chance. She, uh, she helps me a lot with the choirs. And so like some of the people they'll say, well, I want to do this song, but I don't really know how to ad lib. So I send them to her. Okay. Okay. I'll send them to her, um, because that she's younger and so they really like her style, you know, because if I do something, you know, I'm I'm one of those. I'm used to like that Aretha Franklin high notes. And I, just, <laughs> you, know, you know, I want to get in there and they'll look at me like, who's going to do that? I, I don't, I don't, 
<laughs> but you know, my daughter, she's she's a little bit more on the cool side, and her her vocals are kind of like mid range, so she kind of stay in the range that that they do now. With the sopranos, I definitely will help the sopranos. Okay. You know, if they if they have a lead and they want help or or ideas and this and that, you know, so I'll do that. But I love teaching harmony parts. When okay. I teach songs, I love teaching harmony parts. And I, I do, I get ridiculed for it because some of them will say, that is really odd. And you know, how, <laughs> how, how are we supposed to do that? I say, you can do it. You can, you can do it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and they'll complain about it, but they always end up doing it. <laughs> they don't know because they don't know their potential. I see beyond what you see. <laughs> exactly. Now, there are some times when I thought I saw beyond what they see. And, uh, you know, because sometimes I'll show a song and depending on how fast people catch on and how they relate to it, I'll say, okay, it's time to take this one back to the drawing board. And and some, if you talk to some of them, they'll tell you we only went through that song one time and we never sung it again. And it's been years. And, you know, so sometimes I'll put it back on the shelf and, you know, and, and I'll come back to it at a later time. And then by that time, I may have more ideas to change it and do something this way. And I've done that with songs and brought them back and then they loved it. Okay. And some some of them didn't even realize it was the same song, just rearranged. <laughs> you just put a little extra flavor on there. Oh, a little extra, yeah. This is really nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now your secret's out. People know that you will take a song that they didn't really like at the beginning and come back with it a little later with some with a little different spin. Mm-hmm. I've done that several times. I have. Well, that's good. That, that is good. So in picking the songs, you... Oh, I know what I wanted to ask you. Since we're mm-hmm. talking about you and then the mass choir, when you're selecting lead singers, do you select them because you hear that song in them or do they come to you and ask if they could lead a specific song? Both. But I do the majority of the selecting. Okay. Every now and then I'll take a request if somebody comes to me. Uh, now, some of the other choirs that I, I deal with, they come to me all the time and, you know, and I'll listen to them and I'll, I'll say to myself, I am not about to do all these songs, but, <laughs> but no, I, I try to, I try to accommodate as much as I can because um, like my home church, they are really used to my style and they're used to songs that I've written. Um, and they also, you know, they'll sing, uh, mainstream songs as well. And, but some of like the other churches, they're more used to mainstream songs and Mm -hmm. then they'll have sort of like a different genre of the type of songs that we do at our home church. So then it's a bit of a challenge, you know, to try to, to fit where they are sometimes, Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes I can hit it and it's, it's, right there on the money and everybody's happy. And then I, and I'll know with them if I show a song and they'll be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I said, okay, all right. Okay. Okay. All right. We'll move on to something else. You know, cause I, I, what I have learned over the years is choirs will sing like to no end if it's something they like. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And if it's something that they don't like, it's going to be difficult. They can't remember the words. They're having problems reaching the parts. And it's it just any numerous amount of things you can think of, that, that's what happens. Now, do you find that kind of odd that the group will say, well, we can't sing this, we don't like this? Or is it one person that does that? Well, nobody, we don't really no, want to sing this. <laughs> right, nobody has ever really said that to me. Okay but the actions show it. <laughs> so I, I read the room. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's, that's how I make my decision. I read the room. Uh, they don't, they don't usually, cause I mean, the majority 
uh, just about everybody that I deal with, I'm respectful to them and they're very respectful to me. So they don't necessarily just come out and say, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I, I don't like that song. I'm not going to sing that in this, you know, mm. they'll at least uh, the majority of them, if I put them on something, they'll say, well, I'll try, you know, I, I don't know, but I'll try. Okay. You know, so and and that's all you need is a willing mind. Yeah. Because you could you can work with a willing mind, but if the mind is not willing, I don't care how you work, it's just not gonna work. I understand that. Oh yeah. <laughs> and being with I because sometimes I often wonder um how do ministers of music and choir directors deal with so many different personalities because they come in with a different personality. Some people come in with a different personality every time they show up. I used to sing with somebody that every time she wore her hair a certain way, just about everybody in the choir, honestly, you knew she was having a bad day. And oh my she, goodness. Would, she would give it to everybody when she come in. And, you know, I'm like, okay, we need to make sure that we watch when she wear her hair that way. <laughs> and stay a little shy of that you know just give her her space right oh yeah oh yeah so there you know and sometimes you do have that maybe that key person in your choir that does that how do you handle someone who may come in with a with a bad attitude that day and kind of spreads it through the choir unintended well some people do intentionally do that, but spread it through the choir unintentionally. How do you handle that? If you have you ever encountered a situation like that? Oh, yes, multiple times, <laughs> many times. Let me see. Out of the thirty some years, uh, it, I have more. I have more times than I have fingers. That's for sure. Mm. Uh, yeah, but it's just. I believe in what the Bible says. The Bible states that a soft answer turneth away wrath. Mm. And it is so true. It is so true because if, if you don't ignite that flame, mm -hmm. it'll eventually die. It'll have to die out. I mean, you think about it, you put charcoal on the grill and you don't put anything on it to keep it going. What's gonna happen? It's gonna burn it's gonna out. Go out. If it just mm -hmm. sits there and nothing is feeding it, it's going to go out. And that's the same way that I treat the ones with the, you know, with the little attitudes or whatever it is that they come in with. Um, I don't feed it. Okay. I definitely don't feed it. And, and, uh, and one thing that you, I find that you cannot do is you cannot match their energy. Mm -mm. Okay. You cannot, because just as soon as you match their energy, they talk to you a certain way and you talk to them a certain way. And then before you know it, you know, you got yeah. chaos. Yeah. 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 So I think that comes with uh, experience mm -hmm. because sometimes people just fly off the handle because somebody else fly, you know, flew off the handle. I do experience that sometimes when I encounter someone. And if they're, I'll say a bit harsh or something, and I am, I'm not a road rage driver, I'll put it that way, but <laughs> I did used to have an issue where if somebody cut me off, I was right there on their tail, I was right on their bumper and doing, doing the, this is before they had those road rage issues. And I was in the car one day and they were, why do you get angry because somebody cuts you off? Just slow down and let them do what they're going to do they they may have an accident they may you know get get somewhere have a flat tire or something like that so that's what i think and i i know it's bad i said well maybe they're um they should have left work they should have left wherever they were going earlier to get there rather than cutting people off so i had to learn that and learn how to calm myself down and realize that i can de-escalate things by yeah. calming myself down. And can I say something about that? Because you, you, that is exactly what I was going to say. I said, just as soon as I get a chance to talk, I have to explain that I had to learn mm. how to handle that choir. Now, I don't, I, I, I don't think I've spoken about him in this interview, but my father, who was the 
former pastor. Uh, he's, he passed away, but he was like the founder of the church. And he was the type of person that had the patience of Job. Mm. And, and so I was at home like a long time. I was like one of those that had pretty much never left home. And, you know, because of situations with illnesses with my mom, you know, even after I got married, my husband and I, we stayed here to help with my mom because he was pastoring. Mm -hmm. And uh, then <clears throat> when my mom passed away early on, and I think I must've been in my twenties because I got married early. Okay. And so, um, <clears throat> but being, being the daughter of a pastor who has the patience of Job and all the care in the world and will give you the coat off his back if he felt you really needed it. This is the type of person that I, that, that raised me. So when all of the church members would come over here for counsel, and when I tell you, it was like morning to evening that wow. they were, I mean, I'm talking about all day long. It was out like after, it was every day, all day. I I said, dad turned me into a short order cook because he did believe in nobody coming hungry. You had to feed them. So I, you know, if I'm cooking, I have to throw a little extra in there because this person wanted something to eat. It it was just all type of experiences that I went through. I mean, even the fact that he even had taken people in that were homeless, mm. uh, the members of the church that may had, you know, lost their way. And, and he actually housed some of them and, and their children, mm. you know, so these are the type of things. And at that point in time, I was young. I had children of my own. I have eight children. And they were stair steps. So <laughs> I'm going through all of this. And every time I go through it, I'm like pregnant all the so I'm pregnant. I'm like, you know. <laughs> every time, every time the phone rings, it's like, oh, you know. So at, at at that point in time in my life, I can say that I might have been a little angry and even developed a reputation, you know, but I I, I didn't even realize that. God was actually preparing me for something. He was he was working on me so that I could develop patience and I could develop that endurance because had I been at that age and been put over the choir, I think they all probably would have walked away because I probably would have cut them up like a knife. Wow. <laughs> no, I'm 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 serious. I I didn't have the patience for uh you know, silliness and, and, you know, all of the different things that go on in a choir. I didn't have that patience uh, mm. back then, but I had to learn it. I learned it from watching my father. And then the pastor that took over, which is my uncle that came on after him, he will, he came up under him as well, as far as being trained. And he learned that from him. So I'm like surrounded with all of these humble patience of Job people, <laughs> it, it had no choice but to rub off. So mm. now I, I can say that, that, you know, the Lord blessed me through all of that to be able to, to endure through times like that. Had well, to learn it. Yeah, that's good because, you know, <laughs> sometimes people can say some things. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. <laughs> but you can't wear your emotions on your sleeve. You cannot especially when you're dealing with a, a group of people, not just your uh, immediate family, but when you're dealing with a group of people, because, and then in thinking of about the, I, I guess the, the real scope of it is everybody has a life. Something may have happened to them before they got to your space. And they think, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm coming here and, oh my God, they, uh, I got a hole in my stocking. I'm looking down and I got a hole in my stocking. And then they get upset about that because, uh, well, I don't know, people wear stockings now. <laughs> Probably still do. But, I you still know. do. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know some people would just, just fly off the handle at any little thing. And yes, learning patience and dealing with people uh, because you definitely don't want to escalate something because I've seen right. escalation get really out of hand. Oh yeah. In a choir rehearsal. <laughs> and you're mm -hmm. like, did they really do that in choir? Yes. 
<laughs> we had a we had a pastor once that uh, because the choir was so <laughs> chaotic, he canceled the anniversary because you know you had the people that would show up, and the only time they show up was when it was anniversary time. But throughout the the course of the year, you you got a, a seven or eight member choir standing up there singing, and then all of a sudden, just before anniversary, the choir stand is full. Well, our our pastor came in one time, and uh, because it was so chaotic and so loud. And he came over and he said, you know what? No anniversary this year. And people were livid. And that's all he said. He just walked in and said, we're, we're not going to have anniversary this year. It's too chaotic. And you just get over it. And then he walked out. <laughs> wow. That sounds familiar. <laughs> that sounds very familiar. But, but trust and believe it is not just your church. <laughs> I I kind of think that goes on everywhere. To even the I've I've seen things on uh somebody put something up on Instagram or Facebook and and they said uh this is uh the night before at the game and they showed like this great big crowd of people and then they said this is Sunday service and they showed like five people. <laughs> you know, but you know, uh, no it wasn't the game. It was the pastor's anniversary. That's what it was. Oh, it was okay. the pastor's anniversary. It, the choir stand was full. And then the service the next Sunday, it was like five or six people. Wow. Yeah. So it it happens. It happens pretty much everywhere. Mm -hmm. Well, at least I know that wasn't a, a one-time thing. <laughs> you are not alone. No, <laughs> you are not alone. Just, just uh, uh, have contentment that some someone is with you. <laughs> somewhere around the world is having the yeah. same situation oh yes absolutely <laughs> well this has been exciting and tell the audience about the release date the release date is january 19th which is actually this friday yay, yay! yes i'm so excited and uh you'll be able to uh, actually download that song everywhere digital media uh is everywhere uh i can't name them all just <laughs> all digital platforms that's what i can say <laughs> all digital platforms and you want them to look for ellen hayes another chance with yes. the mass choir <laughs> yes i look for <laughs> another chance featuring the word of truth mass choir by Ellen Hayes. All right. That Another is Another chance. <laughs> That's exciting. Now, do you have a um a page set up for the mass choir? So in case some people want to contact you and say, "Hey, we'd like you to come and sing at this program or participate in this." I do have a page set up for the mass choir, but it's a private page. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a private page. Uh, yeah, it's, it's been set up for, for years and we just kind of communicate through it and, and different things like that. So as far as a, a actual Facebook page, no, I don't. Cause this is actually their first time recording. They've always, all these years, even the choir directors before me, they've only really sung at church and oh. sung at affiliated churches and affiliated churches. We've traveled to different States and sung at affiliated churches, but uh, they've never recorded. Wow. All right. This okay, is I'm their, clapping. I'm clapping. yes, this is their very first recording. How exciting. And, and I, yes. I'm excited. I'm thankful that the Lord allowed me to be part of that. Yeah. So. See, that's something something else we needed to bring out because I didn't know. I thought this was a choir that had recorded before. No. Oh, hot dog. No, no. <laughs> now, some of the people in the choir may have recorded before, but as a choir, no, this is their first time as a choir. Well, and right. in many, many of the, uh, uh, quite a few of the ones that are in there, this is, uh, that was actually their first time ever recording. Mm. So this would be exciting for them. Mm -hmm. Is there going to be a video as well? I know you have the lyric, uh, you have the lyric YouTube video. Right. And I did the lyric video because nobody wanted to do a video. I'm really? still going to work and see if I can talk them into doing a video. Maybe I might just do the leads 
uh the lead singers and and mm -hmm. maybe do a video that way because um right now they i guess they're kind of just shy i don't okay. know you know maybe <laughs> maybe maybe it'll come out and develop a little bit more but later but yeah okay. right right now no music videos but I, i'm still working on it okay well, I'm excited about this. I'm excited because we got a new release coming out. This is yes. a new year. Yay. And it's coming out in January and possibly something more will be coming out later this year. <laughs> yes. I, well, yes, I'm I'm looking forward to that. You know, I, I have I have so many songs and the choir sings a lot of my songs mm. every Sunday. They sing a lot of songs that I've written. And some of the songs that they sing, I have recorded, but I didn't record them with them. Oh, so now, okay. you know, so this is the, yeah, this is the first time that I've recorded one of the songs I've written with them. You know, something so, I, I didn't ask you before, do you write for other people? I would like to. Okay. okay. I would like to, but I mean, as far as other artists i haven't had the opportunity to do that but the uh, experience of writing for different ones uh with it like within my choir uh mm -hmm. i have written specific songs for a person in the choir okay okay you know because i you know watching them through the years i've learned how they sing and you know i've i've written songs for a certain people and and even sung it for them and tried my best to sing like them <laughs> when I did the demo for them. And then when they heard it and they say, oh, wow, that's really me. And so then they take that song and they just sing it with conviction. Okay. You know, I, I, I've, I've written the, the style of their personality and the way they sing so that they could feel it when they would sing it. And, uh, it has worked out well, but my goal is to write for other artists. Okay. So we're putting that out there. <laughs> other artists, other choirs. And you know what? I, I'm sorry. That's okay. Let me, let me back up here a little bit, just a little bit. I did write a song on the last album titled O King mm. and the GMWA Detroit chapter heard that song. So now I didn't necessarily write it for them, but they wanted to record it and wow. they did record it and they put it on their, uh, they had a 50th anniversary, bringing it back home CD and they recorded O King and put it on their album. Okay. All right. Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I would really love to get more choirs to sing my music. I would love that. Okay. Well, we put it out there. Yes, we know what happens when we put it out there in the atmosphere. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm I'm just excited to see what God is going to do. I'm Absolutely. really excited, you know, because so far, um, the different ears that has gotten a hold to the lyric video and, and the different curators that have heard the song, it's been nothing but positive feedback. Mm. And, you know, everybody loves it. So I, I can't wait for it, the song to really hit the atmosphere and see what God does with it. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to thank my guest, Ellen Hayes. Thank you for coming back. I appreciate it. And for participating in this segment on Let's Talk Gospel Music Gold. Now, these shows are to explore, record, and raise excitement about gospel music and its gold. I hope you, the audience, enjoyed this episode as much as I have. Please send me an email sharing your thoughts about this podcast segment. Also, if you have any suggestions of future guests you would like to hear on the show, send an email to let's talk to gmg at gmail.com. That's let's talk, the number two, gmg at gmail.com. You may like and share this podcast episode, but if you subscribe, you will be alerted whenever new episodes are published. And what's new with Let's Talk Gospel Music Gold is a radio show that comes on WMRMDB Internet Radio Station on Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm your host, Ansonia, saying let's sing, let's shout, and tell of the great news through Gospel Music Gold. 
Until the next episode, take care and God bless. I have been afforded the opportunity to become a co-author on If We Can Do It, You Can Too. To order your copy of the book for a $10 love offering, I will include free shipping. Please contact me at letstalktogmg at gmail.com. That's Let's Talk, the number two, gmg at gmail.com. Thank you. This episode has been sponsored by Nelsie IT. The disaster has happened. We were all caught off guard March 2020. And in many cases, there is now a rebuilding process which must take place. How does this affect you? as a church leader or a small business owner? With over 20 years of experience, we can help you create an emergency response and a business continuity plan for your church or your small business. We discuss methods of preparing for the next emergency or disaster. Here are a few things we can speak to you about for your church how to continue communicating with your congregants without access to your physical location. How do members reach the leadership staff? What about church records? Are they safe and available? And here are a few things we will cover for a small business. Communicating with your customers and meeting their needs and or orders. Do you have a backup process? to keep your business records safe? We can talk about technology, security, and record keeping. For more information, contact us at 708-762-3587. That's 708-762-3587. And we can discuss how you can feel more comfortable in creating a emergency response plan and or a business continuity plan.